0: Diego Luna leaves the world stage as the USMNT U-20s exit the World Cup. RSL move on in the Open Cup and find some success away while they struggle at home. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Guys, this is Dax here, and this is the beginning of a beautiful episode of Here at the Riot, your favorite Real Salt Lake soccer podcast, where we talk about all things Real Salt Lake. And I'm here um, with our other host, Josh. How are you doing tonight, Josh?
1: Hello. Doing good. Lots of soccer. Almost too much. (laughs)
0: I mean <laughs> I wasn't going to say it but
1: I we're we're both busy and uh-huh. like I'm having a hard time keeping up. I probably won't be able to watch the the next two games until what? well after because I have family in town. But yeah. That's
0: true. That's true. I mean yes. literally we miss one week and all <laughs> of a sudden we have four games to talk about. Again, <laughs> because this happened the last episode we missed a week and we had four games to talk about so yeah
1: it's so much i don't even remember the first two games at all <laughs> like it's... i mean i i remember general feelings but like the tactical approach and who had momentum when all the mm-hmm. little details gone
0: aren't the open cup games on youtube like can you go back and watch them i know they're like they stream a lot of them live on youtube but can you go back and watch them
1: i believe that you can yes
0: would you look at that yeah but i mean yeah it is a lot of soccer and um we've also got the leagues cup coming up so that should be fun
1: um it's probably not my goodness
0: (laughs) it probably won't happen at the same time as the open cup though right like that'd just be you can't play 3 games in a week. That's just brutal.
1: Well, the League's Cup starts in July, right?
0: Oh shoot, let's see.
1: So it may When is the last Open Cup game? It's like in September, the
0: but they're only they're going to play like one once a month so like the semifinals are in august and then the finals are in september so if the league's cup is in july
1: yeah no it will still be going at the same time as league's cup
0: but they won't like conflict or will they
1: well what's gonna happen is they'll they'll push uh league games back mls like regular season games will get rescheduled that's what's gonna happen
0: well that's stupid
1: And so, if we continue to advance in the Open Cup, we will be a few games behind everyone else in the regular season. See, I, I hate that. That's what's gonna happen.
0: I hate that. I hate it when LAFC does it. I hate it when anyone does it. And I think it's stupid because, like, you as a club, you kind of have like a general idea of how your season is going to go. And you know, like, oh yeah, this, this where you know we're gonna have a midweek game this week. We're not like. And I feel like as a coach, you've got that plan in your head. And then as soon as some team is like, oh, yeah, we're in the CONCACAF Champions League. They're like, yeah, we're going to reschedule this game. It like messes up that. And then like it could it could potentially endanger your playoff run because you're having to play more games later in the season. Does that make sense what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, that everyone LAFC's back half of the season is going to be jam-packed
0: yeah and i i don't know i don't like it i think it's i think it's dumb i don't think we should be able to you should be able to do that i think it's
1: like we're just we're just following the european model
0: yeah but it's stupid and i don't like it i I think (laughs) yeah i think that mls should say this our schedule is set you can play all of these extra tournaments and stuff if you want but you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. Like these tournaments are not like the, they are not, these tournaments are not the center of the soccer, like the MLS regular season is. So yeah. if you're going to, for example, be in the CONCACAF Champions League, you're just going to have to deal with playing multiple games. A, oh uh, you know, have multiple midweek games for a couple of months. And that's, you know, that's just how it's going to be.
1: I would be fine with that. If we redid the roster rules, like the salary cap and everything. Well, cause it's just not like teams are already playing their Academy kids for the open cup. Mm-hmm. And then if you throw a third tournament in, that's just too much. It really is just too much. I, well, I don't
0: know. So I don't know how the roster rules work exactly for MLS, but then just you can just change the roster rules for the tournament. Like, yeah, you have to submit a roster, but make it like a, a 30-man roster for for the tournament. So you don't have to bring, like, you're be- or do it do it the way that the the Nations League does it. You have windows where you declare your roster for that window, and then you can just like bring whatever players in you want. I don't mm. know. I feel like there's there are ways around that. Um, yeah,
1: you could like for League's Cup, there could be a window for the group stage and then a window for the knockout round.
0: Yeah, and you like they don't have to like. RSL could call up a whole bunch of Monarchs players and put them on the league's cup roster and that has nothing to do with with their MLS roster, their MLS roster set. But yeah. I I feel like there are ways around it cuz like for in the in the Premier League they call up people for like the FA Cup and and all of that. They call up people from the youth academies but they don't have like a first team contract, do they? Like
1: I'm not sure i
0: I don't know how it works, but I feel like that is workable.
1: <clears throat> My point was just that uh you can't realistically compete for three different competitions at the same time with the way the salary cap is in place right now. Mm-hmm. you can't you can't be trying your best to win games in the regular season and the open cup and leagues cup all at the same time the way it's set up currently you have to pick and choose what you want to prioritize
0: sure yeah I and that's I'd, yeah
1: i mean that's fine but it, it it was fine when it was two competitions and now they're adding the leagues cup and i'm just like is anyone gonna take leagues cup seriously i honestly don't know some teams take open cup seriously and some teams don't but
0: it it's definitely gonna be interesting and i feel like i honestly don't know what the purpose of it is i feel like it's to get Liga mx and mls like more connected
1: i've heard people say that long term they want to combine them oof somehow i don't i know don't know how i feel about. i don't about know that. how that would work but
0: that would be insane yeah anyways who
1: knows
0: that was a that was a tangent
1: yes so yeah At anyways um rsl we better get rolling on <laughs> yeah we got a lot of stuff to talk news. about so first off there was a Jefferson Severino rumor um and i'm translating this tweet it's from spfc informer i don't even know what that is but uh does rui costa sound familiar to you
0: <laughs> rui costa is that a team
1: I think it's supposed to be a team. I don't know.
0: Rui Costa is a... Yeah, man, I don't know.
1: Anyways, the tweet says that uh, they're trying to get Savarino and that the the goal of negotiations is to bring him back to Brazil. So... Rui Costa. I'm just going to look it up.
0: I did, and... Yeah, it was Wait. it was an old player.
1: Rui Costa, president of Benfica. Which Benfica? In Brazil? It would have to be the one in Brazil. Yeah. But there's a Benfica in Spain. Yes. Portugal. Portugal.
0: It could be the one from Portugal, like
1: huh, anyways, I haven't heard anything about this since this tweet came out, and this tweet was on June. No, when did this tweet? This is telling me it was eight hours ago. Okay, well, anyways, I wouldn't put too much stock into the rumors, but I also wouldn't be surprised if teams are gunning for Saverino right now because he's very clearly carrying the team on his back. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, So something to keep in mind, and I I think that not only would it be good business, but I think that if a team came around asking the right price for Savarino, I think we would pull the trigger. So something to keep an eye on. It'll be a bummer to see him go, but man, if if some team from South America or Europe are gonna pay eight million for him, you know what? That's that is how this club is gonna have to run if we want to be successful. So
0: that would be a good return on investment because we paid what, like, two million for him because we yeah. got the the discount. Yep. Um. So that would be a good return uh, return on investment. Uh, but you're right. It would be sad to see him go just because he is our best player.
1: We would suffer greatly <laughs> if we saw him go. But like building for the future, it could yeah. be beneficial overall as long
0: as they do like good stuff with the money and not just sit on it
1: right um as for a striker no rumors that i know of
0: and that's what we like to hear
1: (laughs) that's the rsl way
0: the rsl way just you know
1: yep um diego luna finished his stint with the us youth national team at the u20 world cup they unfortunately got knocked out in the quarterfinals is that right Mm -hmm. quarterfinals yep yeah against ecuador um but diego luna had a great showing i didn't watch all the games but i did watch bits and pieces of most of the games and he looked good um Oddly enough, him and Cade Cowell like play really well together. (laughs) Well. Um, But he finished the tournament with one goal and three assists. Which is not bad at all. The most assists on the team. And he played primarily as a false nine.
0: Which is interesting.
1: hmm. Because Hmm.
0: RSL plays with four false nines.
1: Yes, we do indeed.
0: So just throwing so. that out there. But yeah, like, and I I think I've said this before, but you look at the other players he was playing with, you know, Cade Cowell, Caleb Wiley, Gaga Lonina, like these are all really good players and he fits in very well with all of them. And they are all major contributors to the club that they're on. I mean, with the exception of Slonina, because he just barely went to Chelsea. But he was, you know, Chicago's number one keeper. And he's, what, like 18? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of feels like he should be up there with, you know, with those names. And yet he's not. So, you know, hopefully now that he's come back, like... Now that he's back with RSL, he could get some more minutes. But... Yeah. Yeah.
1: All of the chatter with uh, US soccer fans that watched the tournament was about how Diego Luna needs to get out of RSL because it's a bad situation for him. And I 100% agree. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, we are RSL fans, but i also want diego luna to succeed and right now we are botching it we're messing it up (laughs) you done messed
0: up (laughs) aaron
1: exactly we are just not handling it well in regards to him and uh I mean, there have been some interviews where people have asked Pablo about Diego Luna and about how well he's performed at this tournament. And just the way he's responded doesn't give me a lot of confidence that Luna's going to get a whole lot of time when he gets back. But I would love to be proven wrong. He deserves playing time when he gets back. Absolutely. So we will see.
0: I 100% agree. And I mean, just if you're fans of the USMNT, like I feel like you'd want to see him go somewhere else so he can develop. Um, And Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Cade Cowell hasn't left San Jose yet. I kind of feel like he should have been picked up a long time ago by some European team, but you know, there's, there's that. But yeah, I, I really hope that he does, and I want him to stay with RSL. I really do. Like I really like him as a player. Like we're buds. We hang out sometimes at Target.
1: You um, saw him one time. <laughs> I
0: wonder if he'd remember me. I just like I'm like, do you remember? Like do you remember me? I was that awkward kid in Target who like followed you through half the store just to get a picture with you.
1: He might, because you got in early before he, you know, became a national team regular.
0: Well, that's the th- that's the thing, because, like, it was just so wild, because he was just, like, standing in line, like, with all these other people, and I'm like, they don't know that that, that kid plays, like, <laughs> he's, he's a professional soccer player, and he's, he's actually going to go play in the um, U-20 World Cup later this year, like...
1: it's it's the meme where like the people are fighting over on the other side of the room and the one guy's in the corner, like they don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Love that guy. Hope that we start playing him. And he,
1: he was interviewed. Did you see the interview?
0: I did not see the interview.
1: They brought him on. I think it was it. ESPN FC. It was one of the major soccer broadcasts. I'll need to
0: look that up because I want to see what he...
1: Yeah, they interviewed him and they specifically were like... They specifically asked him, You're playing really well and a lot of people are... A little surprised at your lack of playing time with RSL. What do you think about that? (laughs) And, I mean, that's not word for word, but that was the gist of the question... Mm-hmm. And I thought he handled it very well. Very mature answer, which was basically like, well, yeah, I'd love more playing time, but I just got to work hard. Yeah. Um. It's
0: like, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But honestly, like the entire world is like, excuse me, Pablo Masterini, why are we not playing Diego Lunamore? Question mark. So. And see, oh
0: that's kind of like. The the World Cup is can be like kind of like a breakout time for for some players. Like did Tyler did Tyler Adams go to Leeds before or after the World Cup? It was before, right?
1: Um
0: Or was is that where Leeds was like, Hey, we could use Tyler Adams?
1: It was before.
0: It was before. But then, yeah. like after he really started to like break out and like become good at Leeds, and where to the point where everyone's like, "Yeah, we'd we'd like to have Tyler Adams." So
1: he was playing really well before the World Cup for Leeds. Mm-hmm. He was like a crucial part of Leeds before he got injured. But yeah. um, he his breakout in the U twenty World Cup is what got him the move to. Red Bulls, yeah, was it Red Bull Leipzig? yeah, it was Leipzig, yeah um, and some of the other standouts in the u twenty World cup for the u s Serginio desk um obviously Tyler Adams, uh Paul Ariola and
0: uh Lonina.
1: yeah, so there's a long a long um, history of players performing really well in the U-20 World Cup and then making big moves immediately after and then becoming USMNT regulars. So the pathway's there, and I think he could absolutely do it.
0: He could easily do that. So we'll, we'll have to just keep our eyes on the situation. But...
1: Yeah. So um moving on uh we want to mention anderson julio has been called up to represent ecuador so congrats to him this is his first this will be
0: his first cap right well we don't know if he's going to play but this will be his first time on the ecuador national team right
1: i believe so i'm not entirely sure but i think this is the first time he's been called first call up It's definitely the first time he's been called up while playing for us. Yeah. So, cool to see. Um, I genuinely do think he's a great player. I think he just, you know, the injury bug hits him often, and it usually takes him like two to three weeks to get back to peak form after an injury, Um, which we'll talk about later. But the most recent game, where he played significant minutes for the first time, I thought he did not have a good game, and that's because he's one of those players that... Like, right off an injury, he's not going to be great. He needs to, like, get his form. It's those, he...
0: those fast-twitch muscles.
1: Yeah. No, honestly, like, his touch was just not good mm-hmm. against Austin. But anyways, we'll we'll get there. We'll go- We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so um ruiz was up for goal of the week for his free kick against it's LA goal Alex.
0: of the match day now because oh. we don't we don't do goals of the week anymore
1: oh apple are <laughs>
0: trying to change things it's stupid so yeah that's okay this is my question when when lafc has all of their stupid rescheduled games is it gonna be just is that gonna be part of a different match day or is it going to be a match day all, all on its own? Because LAFC is playing.
1: They'll probably have two of their games in one match day, I guess. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't... Apple's stupid. We can move on.
1: <laughs> um, yes. So he was nominated. I don't think he won. But I voted for him. Um. And then also more recently than that um so this is after the austin game rubio rubin on team of the week and gavin beavers was on the bench for team of the week so congrats to those two
0: i mean rubio rubin had (laughs) a great game scoring his first two goals of the season against Austin,
1: but I first goal and second goal. <laughs>
0: he's, he's like, wow, that was really easy to score my first goal. How about a second? Yeah. Um, But I also think that Gavin Beavers had a really good game against Austin. Yes.
1: And it was tough. Those two were the obvious MVP candidates. Yeah. And, you know, both of them deserved it because Beavers had some great saves and I thought both of Rubin's goals were good. Yeah. It wasn't just like a tap in. Like no. they were good goals. Good striker goals. So Yeah.
0: Rubin number nine?
1: Oh, what? we'll get there. We'll we'll talk <laughs> more about that for sure. Yeah. Um So one last thing before we get to the games. The monarchs. Let's see.
0: The monarchs are poopy
1: yeah they're they're generally not doing good but they did beat sporting kc one to zero um at the end of may and then they played again against the austin second team and they lost three to zero didn't score a goal so you know they're struggling a bit but they're a development team Right? <laughs>
0: what does that say if our development team is garbage?
1: Yeah. It's it's a bit concerning, but there are some bright spots. I mean, in the sporting KC game that we won, we did play Jude Wellings. Which is exciting. So Yeah. Anyways, I didn't watch the games, you didn't watch those games. Nope. We're just mentioning the scores. Um if RSL weren't playing two games a week, I might be watching more of those games, but
0: they're just you know, like filler, you know, when you don't have an RSL game to watch, like, yeah, I'll see what, or if Diego Luna's playing, then you turn yes. on the, the Monarch games.
1: Yes. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all the news we have. Um, should we get into the Colorado open cup game?
0: Yes yes
1: all right take it away because i don't remember anything we won that's all i know
0: yeah so we won 1-0 it was a goal from Saverino, of course who else would it be um and this game was a while ago and honestly I, I i think that both of us don't really remember a lot about it but i think the most important thing was uh like Saverino played for the first time in the open cup so the two previous games, he wasn't even on the on the roster, but this time he actually played. So um, it looks like like we're we're actually taking this seriously. Um, and also, also I'd like to point out that I feel like the other teams are taking it seriously as well because as we're recording this, Cincinnati, both well, Cincinnati, um, Houston, and chicago are playing and they are playing their good players like cincinnati brandon vasquez has a goal for cincinnati um shakiri's playing for chicago and then uh herrera is playing for houston so i mean it's good that we're taking this seriously if everyone else is going to take it seriously um my only thing is that we should not win the open cup at cost of qualifying for the playoffs and that's really my only caveat that i have with with that like take it as serious like you play you play all of our players but we shouldn't be dropping unnecessary points in the regular season for that so
1: i disagree with you there
0: all right you you can disagree with me
1: i'm all in on the open cup i don't care about the regular season anymore because guess what even if we make the playoffs, we are not winning MLS Cup. You're right. So, like, this is our one chance to win something this season. That's how I look at it.
0: Well, the way that I look at it is we're probably not going to win the Open Cup either.
1: So I don't know. Look at the teams. I mean, Cincinnati is the only truly, like, true juggernaut left. All the other teams are like bottom of the MLS team.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let me, let me rephrase what I said. You need to pick one. Like if you're going to go all out on the open cup, then go all out on the open cup and let your regular season take. Don't, I don't want to do like, Oh, we're going to do like a 75% effort in, in both of them and then lose, you know, lose both of them. Like, if we don't make uh, the playoffs, we better win the Open Cup.
1: <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I actually think Pablo's done a really good job of that. Oh, recently. I think he
0: has. Um but I what I what I don't want to do is I don't want to sac- sacrifice the regular season to maybe win the Open Cup. So yeah, if if like and to probably if we win this game, this would be the, after this game would be the point to be like, okay, yeah, let's let's actually like start all of our start our best team in the Open Cup. Does that make sense? I think
1: I think we're already there. I think every team that is left,
0: they're gonna start their like, best team.
1: Yeah, once you reach the quarterfinals, it's like okay, we're gonna really go for this now.
0: All right. Yeah. I well, think. I I guess yeah, we're probably at that point. So.
1: I mean, but, we played, if we played Saverino last game against Colorado...
0: Yeah, we're going to play in I this game. I think we're there. We'll so, probably see both Saverino and Gomez and Crylock and all of our good players.
1: Yeah. But anyways, the Colorado game was tense. I mean, just looking at the stats, Saverino scored that goal, a moment of brilliance, and outside of that, we did nothing but defend the entire rest of the game yeah like i think uh we had 35 percent possession if i remember right that's so right yeah i can look real yep,
0: quick 35
1: yep a lot I'll... of defending and yeah. i i mean
0: although colorado hey. didn't have that many shots no compared comparatively but yes but... it really was a moment of brilliance from soberino
1: and we win the game, we advance in the Open Cup, and we beat Colorado twice in a row mm-hmm. at their place. So, that's kind of cool.
0: That is cool. We're
1: still dominant in the Rocky Mountain Cup.
0: That just means Colorado is worse than us. <laughs> Doesn't it... <laughs> Does mean that we're good.
1: Yeah, true. But there are rivals, so we can still flex. <laughs> um okay cool so minnesota next
0: yes um, so i actually i mean i just barely watched this game i watched it while i was working um,
1: yeah i'll give my brief yeah all i remember it. from this game is it was like literally a repeat of the colorado game where a moment of brilliance from Saverino netted us a goal but then we actually just conceded in this that was that's all i remember from this game
0: so um <laughs> i think it was more i honestly think rsl looked dangerous in this game um and from what i remember it was pretty balanced let me check the stats real quick
1: they had a little bit more possession 54 percent. they had one more shot on yeah. target and they had five more shots total.
0: Yeah, so I mean overall it was pretty balanced. Um but I think that RSL looked um looked pretty dangerous which like I would have gone come away from that game thinking like okay, like a tie in Minnesota like just I mean just looking at the score I was like okay, a tie in Minnesota that's great. But then, like watching the game, I was like, "Okay, like I'm I'm proud of that um, performance." This was the game where McMath picked up a, a concussion, um, got right. sucked out at halftime. So he hasn't Which been playing.
1: Maybe a a really big deal. That's true. Um, that's something that I want to talk about after we go through all the game. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, could be could be a big deal for him.
0: Yeah, but um, regardless, I think that RSL looks dangerous. And there was one player that I was actually very impressed with. And I bet you're never going to guess who it was. But I I was impressed with Danny Musovsky. I thought he had a really oh, this good was, game.
1: This was the back heel assist. Yeah. Wasn't it? okay that was spicy we need to talk about that
0: like he did that but he also had like he was he looked like more like active and he looked more comfortable with the ball like i don't know and he's been on a pretty good run of form i mean he scored in the the game against the galaxy right um
1: yeah no musovsky is absolutely killing it and I I am, like, on, on one hand, I'm, like, oh, boy. Now we have to start him. But on the other hand, I'm, like, absolutely cheering for him mm-hmm. because he is this generation's Devin Sandoval where he's, like, <laughs> kind of clumsy, a little bit awkward, and he still has moments where, like, it's, like, sup- a super simple pass or dribble and he will just like absolutely mess it up in the craziest way possible and you're yeah. like oh my goodness musovsky but then in the same game he'll have an assist like this where he just backheels it right to Saverino or he'll score a beautiful goal against galaxy so yeah i'm right now you have to start him he's yeah. in our best eleven. Mm -hmm. and i never thought i'd be saying that because i've been highly critical of him but hey you know what he's uh he's earned it like that's how this is a results-based profession you gotta you gotta
0: start who's who's in form at the moment
1: he's producing yeah yeah
0: and um oh i was gonna yeah okay um I don't think he's quite Devin Sandoval cuz I honestly don't remember a good thing Devin Sandoval ever did. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, he is kind of like he doesn't he doesn't look comfortable all the time with the ball at his feet a lot like Devin yeah. Sandoval. Um
1: his dribbling is often really suspect. Yes. But he's proven honestly I think he might be the the best finisher on the team the best at the moment yeah
0: best aerial threat slash like he had some good moments where like he had some good hold-up play yeah so like this was his best game by uh-huh. far
1: this was his most complete performance
0: and um, i mean he d- i think he definitely did more than than krylock did but um yeah so i uh, yeah i was just impressed by that um and yeah i don't i didn't i never thought i would i would say that but he might be our best informed goal scorer outside of uh soverino so
1: yeah this, this was the game also where we started rubio rubin on the wing
0: on the wing yes
1: what so i what i remember was like he was fine. Yeah. I mean what what were your thoughts about his play on the wing? He
0: was yeah, he it was fine. I don't think he really like it wasn't good nor bad. It was very average. Um, yeah. Where I would put him in the depth chart on wing, probably behind Chang. I'd rather have Chang on the wing than, than Rubin at this point. Um but like he did fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think we started him there because yes, so Saverino. Oh no, Saverino started on the right. Yes. Was, we
0: didn't play Gomez. We didn't start Gomez.
1: Right, that's why. It's tough to keep track of this with all the rotation that's happening.
0: Yeah, and you know, they're gonna rotate, they have with all these games that they're playing. You know, Essentially
1: the way I issue. looked at this right. The way I looked at this is that uh he opted to start Rubine on the wing over Bertine Jocassin.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, I'd kind of put them at the same level, although Bertine has like the potential, the potential factor. Whereas I, I kind replied. of what?
1: He's got a higher upside,
0: yeah, whereas like Rubin, we kind of know what we're getting, right, so but yeah, and that's just on the wing. they can both play as a nine, although you know all of our nines are actually false nines, and we just play with four false nines <laughs> that all kind of just like mix and match and stuff um but yeah, that's
1: what. what? What do you think about Ojeda in this one?
0: So I, I was going to say that. I think that I thought that Ojeda was really good. Um, okay. Did you did you not think so? I feel like you didn't think so.
1: No, I'm just bringing it up. I don't remember what I thought about Ojeda after this game, mm-hmm. but I do know what I thought about how he played against Austin.
0: Was he good, so that's if, why, was he good that's against why Austin, or do you it. want to wait to talk about
1: that? No. I think th- the games I remember, and he may have actually started against the Galaxy as well. Let me check. Yeah. Yes, he started against the Galaxy, and did he start against Austin as well? He did. He started against Austin. And... I was not impressed both of those games, so that's why I wanted to bring it up because I I just saw that he was highly rated and I didn't remember much of that one. Well, so, so
0: that that is that is something like I think he did pretty well. Um, I do remember thinking like I like the pairing of him and Lawfelson in the in the in the middle. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's necessarily better than him and Ruiz, Lawfelson and Ruiz, or even Ruiz and Ojeda. Um, but I think it's it's good. Um, I, it is interesting that he's always highly rated, though. Because, at least in the performances that I've seen where he is, like, one of the higher-rated players, it wasn't, like, anything, like, special, you know?
1: Yeah, it he feels like one of those players where the advanced stats like yeah. him. But when you're watching the game with the eye test, you put him way, way lower than than where the mm-hmm. advanced stats would put him.
0: So maybe so, we maybe we talk about this now, but do you think that we end up exercising the buy option? Because the loan no. only has like one more month.
1: Yeah, uh, I think July is when it yeah, when it's up. I do not think we do. I think we let him go. Interesting. And I think it's the right move because he's honestly, for me, in the depth chart, like third or fourth at best. Mm-hmm. And you don't pay four million for that role. So I think he's a good player. I just he's not worth four million. And maybe you've said this before, maybe we do the Anderson Julio route where we don't exercise the option. And then we renegotiate later on and bring him back. And I would 100% be on board with that because yeah. I, I like him and there's definitely potential there. But I also think that it's pretty obvious to me that he doesn't quite fit the four two. Mm-hmm. I just think he's really suspect defensively, and man, I don't know. But that's yeah. There are a whole lot of players that don't fit the 4 four-four-two. So
0: it's also funny because he—I d- feel like he does kind of have sort of like a, a temper, and you can totally tell. There are some times where you could like he'll like lose the ball, and I'm like, all right, he's gonna go and like push this guy over and get a yellow card, and then he yeah, does it. He...
1: Like he goes in for these rash challenges uh-huh. that are totally unnecessary and picks up yellow cards. That, yeah, that like, y- yeah, you're exactly right. If he was a week in, week out starter, he would be missing games all the time for yeah. yellow card accumulation. Which, like, we already have that guy in the midfield, and it's Pablo Ruiz. <laughs> But Ruiz can hit free kicks and Ojeda can't. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I just, yeah.
0: And see, like, the I feel like the only upside with him is that he's 22 compared to Loffelsund, who's right. 24.
1: I think that's right. And right now, Ojeda 25. is... Ojeda's a U22 initiative signing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which means, you know, the... It, it, hits our salary cap um, with a lot less money than yeah. it would normally. So you're right. That is a bonus. And he's got room to grow for sure, but 4 million, no thanks.
0: Why does it not tell me his age?
1: <laughs> he's hiding oh, it. Oh,
0: 24. Pablo Ruiz is 24. Wow.
1: Yeah, he's pretty young.
0: He's pretty young. So Lafelsen um, is, oh, is our oldest midfielder. Who would have thought?
1: That's crazy.
0: Well, not if you count Crylock, but he's a forward okay. at this point.
1: Yep. All right, cool. Well, do you have anything else to add for the Minnesota game?
0: Um. No, the, just that the goal that they got was really unlucky, but they probably would have scored another way if they hadn't scored that way because it was an own goal yeah. that they like sent it across and like beavers saved it and then it bounced off of glad and went into the goal mm-hmm. like it was just i remember re- that one yeah <laughs> it was really unlucky but they probably would have scored another way because they after like they they were ratcheting up the pressure at that point so it was bound to happen
1: um, and Minnesota's a good team and it was an away game mm-hmm. and a draw away from home i'm happy with it
0: and so, okay, this so, the and this was I wanted to ask you about something because the announcers that were talking in the Minnesota game they just had like so much praise for both Adrian Heath and Pablo Mastroeni, because what what they said is that they just get the best because in terms of salary both of them. Um, don't have a lot of like expensive players, especially with you know the whole Reynoso situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like they said that like just based on that like their position in the standings, like both Pablo and Adrian can get the best out of you know the the players that they have, and. Like I, I definitely agree with, with that with Adrian Heath and I agree with that um for for Pablo to a point, but I wanted to get your opinion on, on that. What do you what do you think about that statement?
1: I think that I'm in agreement with you. Where like with where so when this game was played, where Minnesota was in the standings, given that Reynosa wasn't there, absolutely give that praise to Adrian Heath. Mm-hmm. And then the argument for Pablo Mastroeni is last season and the season before where I do think we outperformed our budget. But Mm -hmm. this season, when this game was played, I think we were right around where people thought we would be. So, like, I I can see the argument for both. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, so far this season, Pablo hasn't really exceeded what uh what this roster is capable of i think given our recent like uptick in form i think we're kind of around the median right now okay we're like this is what i expect from this team we're literally like the last team in for the playoffs as it currently stands yeah um we're like clearly not ready to compete but like we kind of hang around and were tough to beat so but yeah like when this game was played i would agree with the adrian heath one i wouldn't quite agree with the pablo master one, but he has two seasons that back that up so yeah and i, I g- can see it
0: yeah i guess it's it's interesting like because of that um you know they had the deep playoff run the first um this first season in the playoffs and then the other playoff run, you know, barely making it on decision day, but like they outperformed people's expectations and that's kind of, I think what they, what they were getting at. Um, but
1: yeah, yeah, no, I think the 2021 playoff run is really, it really gave Pablo Mastroini a lot of, um, money in the bank. Mm-hmm. with a, a leg to RSL stand on office yes and you know man
0: is is it a good thing
1: <laughs> yeah the argument is like so we perform we outperformed expectations is that because master Wainey took a lower team and got the best out of them or is that because RSL as a small market team is constantly valued lower than they actually are. Yeah. That's where I, you know, it could go either way. Well, because I do, I do think Pablo tends to get the best out of the players he has. Like Michael Chang had one of his best seasons ever mm -hmm. last year, and he's been in the league for a while now, and he's an older player. And, I think that Pablo coming in and being the coach really allowed him to flourish and blossom. Yeah. So, you know, there's certainly an argument there, but I also think that um MLS in general always underestimates RSL and thinks we're going to be worse than we actually are. So, mm-hmm.
0: well, and I don't want to I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but um you look at the salary stuff and i think that's what a lot of people go off of honestly is oh like if a team has money then they're gonna be good and to like that's true to a certain point um but like with um how much money rsl has spent you know over the past year i feel like you would expect them to be worse than they are and so credit to pablo for that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also feel like it's kind of like, oh, well, that just means the other coaches are worse, you know? Like like Galaxy, they spent a ton of money and yet they're, like, dead last. So, and, and I mean, Galaxy's not a good example because they got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Toronto. But at Toronto, Toronto, yeah, Toronto. They spent
1: a crap ton of money and they're not great.
0: And they're not great. And that is probably because of coaching. So, like, at least Pablo's not that. At least he, you know, actually right. performs well. He gets results.
1: Um, yeah. I I think there are certainly worse coaches than Pablo. Yeah. But I'm also not ready to say I think Pablo Massarini can take this team to win an MLS Cup. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like he's uh, he's very mid. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think that's a good <laughs> to, way to put it. He's mid to
1: talk like a a Gen Zer. Mid, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, all right, should we talk about the the one sad game on the agenda? Yes, the LA Galaxy one. And I did so not. You...
0: I did not watch this game. So, um, but I did watch okay. the highlights.
1: You didn't watch it. I thought this was the Open Cup game for some reason. No. And I kept... I was, like, looking it up on YouTube and everything, and I was like, why can't I find it? And then I checked on Apple, and I was like, oh, Not this is a low. regular season game. <laughs> yes, yeah, silly um, goose. Man, this game had it all. The highs and the lows. Uh, We were the better team for the majority of the game, I would say. But... LA Galaxy was clinical in the moments we gave them. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like, the penalty was absolutely a penalty. You can't argue that. Krylock had his arm up and it hit the ball. And that's just like by the rule book, that's how it goes. It's Uh unfortunate, but that's how it goes. And it was a very well-taken penalty, by the way. Beavers had no chance, even if he dove the right way. I think it's going in. Um, Musovsky has a great goal. Um, And I think if... (laughs) The funny part about this goal is, like, if Musovsky doesn't score, Silva scores it. Because, like, Silva was literally right Right behind, behind him. Yeah. They were touching, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but to be honest, I'm, I'm glad that it was our striker that scored instead of our center back, because I just think that our strikers need all the confidence they can get. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Ruiz hits that banger of a free kick. And at that moment, I thought for sure, we're winning this game. All the momentum's in our favor, the entire second half up to the Ruiz free kick, we've been dominant. We've dominated possession. We've looked dangerous. And I'm like, okay, here we go. LA Galaxy's the worst team in the league. And then we let in two goals in like one and a half minutes. And we just stopped playing. And that was it, you know? Then Galaxy kind of sat back and we didn't have an answer. Um we had more shots on target, we had more shots in general. They ended up having more possession, but we get outpossessed every single game, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, a frustrating one. At the same time, like I would rather us lose to the Galaxy in the regular season than have us lose to them in the Open Cup.
0: <laughs> Josh is you know all in on Open Cup.
1: I am. Screw I want us to win the regular season.
0: We can get dead last <laughs> as long as we win the Open Cup.
1: And the Galaxy are so beatable. Mm-hmm. So beatable. We totally should have won this game. And yeah. I guess the one other thing to say about this game, this was the game that Justin Glad was out for Red Card to or a uh, yellow card accumulation.
0: He was out for red card accumulation. So <laughs>
1: yeah, the... <laughs> the second I said that, I was like, Nope, that's wrong. <laughs> um, Our back four was kind of goofy for this one. Mm-hmm. And I think that definitely contributed like Silva and Vera have never played together. This was the first game that those two played center back at the same time. And you could tell mm-hmm. like, I thought that Ojeda did not have a great game yet again. Um, But yeah, I mean, a little bit frustrating that we didn't win, but I just, we got them. Next game in the Open Cup, we know how they play. We got them. Um,
0: Sorry, do you have anything else to say?
1: The only other thing I was going to add, like we didn't have Justin Glad, they did not have Chicharito so
0: mm-hmm. um but yeah go ahead and okay so it it honestly looks like they're going all out in the open cup because last game they played against lafc el traffico part two so i guess we're gonna have five el Tráfico's this season and <laughs> i'm sure mls is fine with it um, oh they love it yeah they're like yeah el Tráfico, you know Give us they more money. I love that. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, they had a pretty... Like, LAFC di- doesn't care about the Open Cup. They thought they were going to win the CONCACAF Champions League. And spoiler alert, they did not. Losers. Amazing.
1: Amazing. <laughs> Hate those I'm guys. I'm a fan of Leon.
0: Yeah, go Leon. I don't even care that Woo! it was a Liga MX team. Just, yeah. So, um yeah so they like they put out a I mean still probably could beat RSL, but they did not put out their first team. Mm-hmm. the galaxy from all they they basically did put out their first team. so I would expect them to do something similar against RSL, but we will probably also put out our first team in which case I think that we will win, like you said the galaxy are a beatable team. they've been they've been playing their first team all season and they're to last so <laughs>
1: yeah it, this is one of those 60-40 games yeah um and normally so here's another interesting thing this is our first home game in the open cup and we're kind of jumping ahead and previewing yeah. the next galaxy game uh, i honestly let's just preview it right now sure yeah i'm going to
0: this game as soon as they were like yeah Arsenal's going to have a home game I'm like let's buy tickets cuz it's it's going to be cool to go to the the Open Cup, I think.
1: I'm I'm so jealous. I would 100% be there if I lived in Utah.
0: And the tickets are super cheap. If if any of you, I mean you probably won't listen to this episode before, well, you might if you listen to it tomorrow morning, but the tickets are super cheap. They were they were like 18 bucks a, really? a seat. And wow. If like you can you can find them for cheaper, but like they're they're resellers.
1: That is really cheap.
0: I know, so because
1: people just don't go to the open cup, which I think is. I know it's, goofy. it's I would rather go to an open cup quarterfinal than a regular season game. And, and you our, know what I'm saying? Our
0: seats are pretty good too. They're um yeah, they're uh, section five. So like Ooh. like not, Ooh, not in okay, the center, okay. but like off center. Like they're essentially right next to Krylock's corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're still, you know on Very the nice. on the touch line so but like no there, you sh- you should really go because like if if you want to go see a game and you don't want to spend a lot of money on tickets then um yeah this is the game to go to but yeah we will be there um and i'm super excited for it um we could pretend all oh, we could potentially see a pk shootout which would be great although i i would yeah it's
1: not gonna end in a tie i would hope so well it can't oh i don't i see what you're saying yes it can't
0: end in a tie yes you're right
1: yeah that's that's why like this game's better to go to than a regular season game yep um but yeah i think that we're to the point in the tournament where both teams are going to put out their strongest lineup and I think this is going to be a dogfight. And yeah. normally I would say 60-40 in RSL's favor. But this is what I was saying earlier. So far this season, we've been better on the road than we have been at home.
0: <laughs> Which is crazy because like RSL relies right? on winning at home.
1: Well, that's like the formula for every MLS team it's not just rsl like every mls team you're good on you're good at home Mm -hmm. and you know a draw on the road is fine and right now like we've been kind of the opposite like
0: which is weird
1: we have a better chance to win away so that's the one thing about this game where i'm super pumped that we finally get A home game for the Open Cup because this will be our first one. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't know. We've just struggled at home recently, so we will see what happens. Mm -hmm. I hope we win.
0: I think I want a trophy. Yeah. What? What? Well, since we're previewing it, what's your score prediction?
1: (sighs) Oh my goodness. Oh. It's the open cup, so it's gonna be high scoring mm-hmm. because for some reason there's just some energy in no the Open No one plays cup defense. Games. We're gonna yep. play
0: Delance Pierre. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go real exciting and say four to three Dang. RSL.
0: See, I was gonna say three two, there's the reverse of the last game, but RSL
1: yeah. wins. I'm being optimistic this time, Dax. I think we're I know. gonna win.
0: I think we win too. I think we got a a, a good shot. I l- l- let me put it this way: S- like strongest lineups out there. I think that RSL wins just in the like with the current run of form of the Galaxy and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Like, and it's tough for them to beat us twice. Yep. In a row, you know.
0: This is correct.
1: So you are correct, and I sure hope we win. <laughs>
0: If we don't win but, if we don't win or we don't see Diego Luna, I want my money back. <laughs> I'm saying that right now.
1: Sweet. All right, okay. Let's see. So, the next? The Austin so game. So now yes, Austin. Uh, did you watch this one at all?
0: I uh, no, I only watched the Minnesota game.
1: Okay. This was uh, a very complete performance from us. Mm -hmm. and believe it or not rubio rubin scored his first goal of the season and then just to flex on us he also scored his second goal of the season
0: and that's what got him a team of the week uh slot scoring two goals which deserved like if you're gonna score two goals in one game that is deserved my friend um
1: and they were both good goals that's mm -hmm. the part that gets me is like I kept thinking like man he is having such a tough time the only way he's going to score is if it's like you cannot miss. Yeah. But then these were both striker like goals, you know? Yeah. Um I do want to say shout out to Michael Chang for the assist on the second goal because that was just beautiful. Yeah. He really set up Rubin. And um, again, but...
0: Michael Michael Chang is just a solid player like i don't know
1: yeah I don't... no he he does what is asked of him and mm-hmm. he consistently puts in solid service and he's not gonna like give you a moment of magic like yeah. savarino or gomez will yeah but you can rely on him yep so yeah i everyone that's like on his back get out of here he yeah. is a huge part of this team, and I love him. Actually, I saw the other day, um, there was someone on Twitter, and post. they posted a picture of like their, oh, shoot, I'm bad with ages, but it was a really little girl, like maybe three or four years old, mm-hmm. and she was wearing a Michael Chang jersey, and it was her dad that posted it on Twitter, and he was like, she's been saving up forever to get this Jersey or something. And, and, uh, we're she super excited. Chang. Yeah. And, and, uh, Chang commented and tweeted at him and he was like, Hey, um, I'll get you tickets to the LA galaxy open cup game. Make sure you stick around afterwards so I can sign her Jersey. Oh, and I was like, man, what a good guy. <laughs> He, literally he, is, he, he
0: like and we we've talked to him before um like yeah he is he's just he's a nice guy and he's just he's a really solid player and i, I
1: hope that he's not a diva he's I, spent so long like contributing to this team uh-huh while getting underpaid essentially like i i think he's been underpaid for years yeah yeah and but he's just like happy to be there and help the team out you know mm-hmm. yeah i i really like michael chang <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but yeah i totally forgot what we were saying before that oh the the assist on the rubin goal um mm-hmm. so okay here's here's one thing that i wanted to ask you about so you look rsl has 18 goals on the season you look at basically everyone else in the west and honestly everyone else in the west is around there um mm-hmm. there are some outliers like st louis has 32 and Van- vancouver of all teams has 26
1: dude vancouver scores a lot of goals
0: <laughs> apparently
1: they just uh, can't defend
0: <laughs> i mean that's what it looks like. Um, yeah. But so you look at that, um, and I'm wondering, because RSL doesn't really have like a a goals like a top like they don't have like a Jordan Morris who's gonna score all of their goals for them. All of the goals have kind of come from different players. So now we've got Rabin that's got two. Uh, Savarino's probably got like four. Musovski's got at least two. Like. Now that the goals are starting to come and they're kind of like back on track, do you think it's better for them that they don't have like a single goal scorer that's like going to score all of their goals or do you think like that it, you know we uh, we you'd rather have one guy who's going to who's going to consistently score?
1: Well, I would just look at goal differential and right now
0: yeah, they they they're not doing pretty Let's good. See, in turn, what are but... we
1: at? Negative yeah. nine. Right now, is that where we're currently sitting at? Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. We are scoring goals, and it's goals by committee. Savarino has the most, but outside of him, no one is consistent. And my stance on that is that our defense actually isn't bad. We just have to commit so many numbers forward to score that it exposes our defense. Okay. So I think if we had a solid number nine, we would have conceded way less goals this season. Okay. Because we wouldn't be throwing our wingbacks up trying to give ourselves... You know, an overload, an advantage offensively mm-hmm. to create a scoring chance. I think right now, that's what we have to do to create scoring chances, and that leaves us wide open to counterattacks. And right now, we are really susceptible to counterattacks. We've conceded a lot of goals, and that that kind of doesn't sit right with me because I think we have a good defensive unit. yeah it's just like the style of play, like master Oaney realizes that we don't have a good striker. And so he knows that for us to score goals, we got to just throw numbers forward. And that's why we're conceding so much. I agree. That's with, my yeah, view yeah. on it. But. I
0: agree with you on that. I do think that um, they are starting to figure it out, at least the goal scoring part of it. Cause you have they had a couple of pretty bad losses to, you know, St. Louis and then Columbus where they lost four zero, mm-hmm. um, and so that accounts for like a little bit of that, um, and then I would also say that they're they're starting to the goals are starting to come, more at least in these last couple of games, um,
1: from strikers.
0: Yes, from strikers, <laughs> and that's that's yeah. the amazing thing. So. Um, that's good
1: to see. That's what mm-hmm. you want to happen. <laughs> so
0: I, I guess what I'm saying is it'll be interesting to see how teams start to defend them. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe there is no change because there is like no one that they have to mark, you know, for example. But it'll it'll that's just I think that's just something to look at going forward.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree with you. It's really good to see that like we're actually scoring goals from our strikers. Mm-hmm. And, Thank you know, him.
0: maybe maybe they'll figure it out to the point where they don't have to commit so many numbers forward. Like, they don't need the wingbacks to come forward in every single play to, to you know, to score goals. And that would be great. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like in um, the Minnesota game, at least, there were opportunities that we actually built up a decent counterattack, and we didn't have to you know, sit there and build up pressure and, you know, eventually the, the goals came like, I don't know. And that's, that's how our goal came against Colorado in the open cup was off of a counterattack. So, um, that's, that's a good weapon to have in their, uh, their offense.
1: Um, It, it, that is an interesting point you bring up. I know you've mentioned before that, like, we should be a counterattacking team. It feels like the only two players that, actually even try to counterattack are Saverino and Julio.
0: Well, that that could be a a um what's it called?
1: You think it's coaching?
0: It could be. Like cuz yeah. cuz you you see one thing that they do really well and that I really like is that they do the press and I think they do the press very well and they press as a unit that's 100% Mm -hmm. coaching. Like there, there, there's no way that they're just like, all right, guys, we're all going to press together. And they know, like they definitely do that during practice and they know how to do that because they've practiced it. If I feel like if they wanted to, and you don't have to, you know, do either, or you can do the press sometimes when it's on and you can do the counterattack sometimes when it's on, like, that's fine. But I th- I think that maybe they could shift that and I think they would have more success. But that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um all right, so yeah, Austin, we won. Pretty exciting. This was in Austin.
0: Yeah, we got them back Texas. for the home opener. Yeah
1: fantastic you love to see it Mm -hmm. um okay so we've already previewed the galaxy open cup game which is going to happen tomorrow we're recording this tuesday night um so let's real quick talk about the nycfc game so this is regular season uh eastern conference opponent they're not doing so hot Uh, but we're also, you know, Uh not so hot. Granted,
0: I will say that I think the East is better than the West this year. Agreed. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where that kind of lines up. Um, But I think that, you know, barring any, you know, home field difficulties, I think that RSL should win this game just based on uh, NYC is at a pretty bad run of form. As of recently. And, and
1: uh, we're on a good run of yeah. form.
0: We're on the upward trend, at least.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. This game has... Uh, this game just gives me bad vibes because we've had <laughs> such bad form at home. The Open Cup just... game or the NYC game? The NYCFC game. Yeah. Like, I just... Eh, I don't know. And the East is better than the West. I'm going to go with a draw for this one.
0: Okay. I think RSL is going to win 3-1.
1: Ooh, nice. I just care more about the Open Cup. So, <laughs>
0: Josh is all know. in on the Open Cup. Let who cares about the I regular know. season. Bring on more Open Cup. Are you going to be this I'm way with be the still, league's cup?
1: Uh, mm, maybe. <laughs> It's just the further we make it in the Open Cup, the more invested I get.
0: Well, no, it is exciting because it's a chance to win something.
1: Yeah. If we lose to the Galaxy a second time and we get knocked out of the Open Cup, I will be very disappointed.
0: Imagine (laughs) how the Rapids felt. They're like, all right, we'll (laughs) we'll get a next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, two home games. We're going to end up
0: playing four games this season against the Rapids.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's crazy yikes um yeah so lots of games hopefully we'll be back next week uh i am not sure i will i will be
0: able to so it's all on you no pressure (sighs) i
1: I can't record tuesday of next week i can tell you that
0: well we don't have a midweek game next week so that could actually work okay
1: so we're fine (laughs) i just assumed we had a midweek game no and your assumption would usually
0: be correct because i think we have a midweek game the next week
1: let's see after nycfc we played dc united uh on saturday yep on saturday so cool all right well we'll be back next week then at some point (laughs) all right (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone, um, and enjoy the soccer. Go RSL.
0: Yep, go RSL. We will see you next time.